After a disappointing rookie season, how should you be valuing Bryce Young in Dynasty Leagues? We're talking about that and more on today's episode of Locked On Dynasty. You are Locked On Dynasty Football, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Here are your hosts, Matt Williamson and Ryan McDowell. Welcome back to the Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked On Dynasty your first listen every day. Today's a crossover Thursday, and this episode is brought to you by Prize Picks, the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL and use code all lowercase locked on NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. I'm your host, Ryan McDowell. You can follow me on Twitter at RyanMC23. Joining me as always is former NFL scout Matt Williamson. Find Matt on Twitter at WilliamsonNFL. Matt, here we are. Week 15. We are <laughs> ready for another big week. It's a huge week for fantasy players as uh, most leagues are starting their playoffs this week, and it's Thursday, so we're talking some rookies today on uh, on this episode. We're we're still focused on that 2023 rookie class, but yep. Matt, it won't be long before we are moving on to 2024 and some exciting players in that class as well. Yeah, I'm pretty psyched about it. I got an email today about you know you going to the Senior Bowl. I mean, stuff like all this off season stuff. I made plans for the owner meeting. You know, things that are. Uh, you know, not football live in NFL schedule time, you know, so we can't forget about this class, though. And like you said, we got fantasy playoffs this week. So let's get rolling, man. Dig right in. Yeah. And of course, every Thursday, as I said, is a focus on the rookies in this class. And there's been so many great players to talk about this year. Of course, we've seen Huge years from C.J. Stroud and his teammate Tank Dell. And, of course, the running backs. Obviously, we knew Bijan and Gibbs would would give us uh, give us something right off the bat, and they certainly did. Um, and we've, we've got the tight end one in Dynasty, Sam Laporta as a rookie. But th- there's a lot of rookies, Matt, that I'm – I'm just still not sure how to value. We're we're almost a year into their career or a season into their into their career and for for whatever reason they just haven't shown us much. Maybe in some cases they haven't had the opportunity to show us much. Um maybe they're being held back by by coaching staff or or teammates. I, I don't know. These these are just some players that I think have uncertain values going into the off season. I, I came up with a couple. We'll see if you can, uh, you have a couple for us as well. I do want to start with that quarterback though, Bryce Young. And of course the, the one Oh one, and I've started to see some, uh, some videos and some articles, you know, redrafting the 2022 uh, NFL draft. And of course, Bryce Young never goes first. It's always CJ Stroud and, and Bryce Young sometimes even falls out of the top 10 of those, uh, those NFL draft do-overs, if, if you will. Uh, how bad, from a, from a scouting standpoint, how bad has it been for Bryce Young this year? He's actually a pretty difficult evaluation. I mean, there's so few open receivers for him throughout yeah. the course of the year. And frankly, I thought, I, I pull back curtain, I think anyone listening knows I wasn't big on Bryce Young. I wouldn't have yep. taken him first overall. He's not really for me. I had concerns. But I did think he was going to go to a situation where the O-line was at least an asset, not a liability. I thought Frank Reich would get the most out of him, despite them not having DJ Moore and other capable receivers. 
So the fact that there's a lack of pass catchers isn't surprising to anyone. And Adam Thielen lasted for a month or two of being okay. And then he's kind of worn out. And Mm -hmm. this, this team to me, like they just run the ball the whole game, even if they're losing by 20, it just seems like they want to play out the season and get out, you know? So he's a tough eval. And and that's part of the reason why, I mean, you mentioned a lot of the things there, obviously coaching staff already gone, or, or at least the head coach is already gone. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we're going to, we're going to be two seasons and two coaching staffs for Bryce Young. Uh, the, the offensive weapons are, are, are terrible there. Uh, of course, McCaffrey gone uh, a year ago, DJ Moore gone as part of the Bryce Young deal. And, and there's just not much left. So, uh, and, and you talked about the offensive line as well. It's, it, it's, it's obviously been really bad for Bryce Young. Um, he, he has one quarterback, one game on the season. He's the quarterback 26 overall based on total fantasy points. Uh, it's has some, has some bad company down there in, uh, at the bottom of the quarterback, uh, season long rankings. You look at his dynasty ADP. He was the quarterback 13 in August, according to dynasty league football. So just on the verge of being a QB one, he's dropped to quarterback 19 here in December. And honestly, I'm surprised it's not even, uh, even lower than that. But as you said, there's, there's a lot, uh, there's a lot of excuses, I guess, for Bryce Young. And I mean, that's why showing up in this discussion, these rookies with uncertain values, I feel like, I feel like typically when a quarterback is this bad as a rookie, uh, that that's a pretty clear sign of, of what's to come. And of course we've seen it recently with Zach Wilson, with, uh, with your guy, Kenny Pickett, honestly. Mm-hmm. And um, for those guys, it hasn't gotten better in year two uh, or, or beyond. So Mac I'm, Jones, even in year yeah, three, Mac Jones, you know, Mac Jones, a yeah. good example too. Although he was, he was actually decent as a rookie. <laughs> the rookie things, yeah. things kind of fell apart from there. Uh, I don't have much hope for Bryce Young, and and I mean I hope he turns it around, but I don't I don't really expect it. I think the the Panthers are far away from becoming contenders. Uh, the uh, the ownership there. I mean, you know, I'm a Worrisome. Knicks. I'm a Knicks fan, Matt, in the NBA world, and that's okay. a hard. That's a hard. Uh, it's a hard allegiance to have because uh, if you know anything about the NBA or the Knicks, you know they have an owner that really ultimately prevents them from being successful uh, because of his decisions. And I'm starting to worry that David Tepper might be that in the in the NFL. Yeah, I think that's fair. And I know there's only 32 of them, so someone's going to take the job and they're going to get paid very, very well. Right. But it's not an attractive job for the hottest candidates either. Like, you don't have the first pick. You don't know if you want to get married to this quarterback. You want that owner looming over you and firing you in week 10 next year. You know, I mean, I don't know that gets better soon, even if he starts to play better. Bryce Young at quarterback 19. If that's his value, you're doing a, a startup draft here in, in just a few weeks, really, maybe uh, maybe into the new year. Are you using that that type of pick on Bryce Young? Or are you letting no, somebody he, else No, he would him? not be on my team at that price. Yeah, totally, totally agree. Still yeah. overpriced, in my opinion, at quarterback 19. Uh, as I said, lots of excuses for Bryce Young, but uh, he's, he's not for me. I'm going to let somebody else have him. I don't think I have any... Bryce Young uh, shares on my teams, which 
which is a good thing. Uh, Matt, let's move over to the wide receiver position and we'll actually stick in Carolina uh, because things are bad at the quarterback position. Things are not so great at the wide receiver position either. Uh, After they drafted Bryce Young in round one, they came back uh, the next day and drafted Jonathan Mingo. And, uh, you know, Matt, maybe, maybe you remember that at this time last year and, and certainly early in the uh, pre-draft process, Mingo was kind of an intriguing NFL draft mm-hmm. prospect. He he was interesting and, and was kind of starting to be a riser, but he was not a player we expected to be a day two pick in the NFL draft. We didn't expect him to be in the mix as a late first or or honestly even a second round a dynasty rookie pick. Uh and that's that's what ended up happening. So I, I kind of think maybe this is as simple as the Panthers overdrafted him. So therefore, dynasty managers overdrafted him. Um, he he hasn't given us a top twenty four game the entire season. Not a real surprise based on that offense. He's the wide receiver seventy three on the year. His ADP is mostly unchanged, though. Wide receiver 53 in August, wide receiver 54 in December. And that goes back to just not really knowing how to feel about this guy. Certainly, it's not been a successful rookie season. But again, can can that turn around? Can things get better in year two for Jonathan Mingo? So you have to reiterate a lot of the same things we talked about situation. Is this quarterback good enough? Who's his coach? You know, the the team's probably not going to be good next year. Right. But I liked Mingo coming out of school and I didn't like young. So I do own some Mingo and I do think over the last, I'm guessing five or six weeks, he's at least flashed. He's on the field more. Yeah. You see him moving around, you know, like they're trusting him more or at least saying, let's play the young guy and see what he can do. Right. So I'm not out on him because I, I'm going to stick with my college evaluation to some degree. And I kind of look at it like if he's out there with T. Higgins next year, he could do some good things. I think I'm probably out on Mingo as Are well. Uh, I was I was not a huge fan coming in. I, well, again, I, yeah, I, should, I, I, I really liked him when he was in that third, fourth round round. Uh, range or, or was expected to be uh, once he shot up into the second round and sometimes even going in the late first of rookie drafts, I was certainly out at that point. And I, I think this evaluation, even uh, as wide receiver 54 is too high. Uh, I'm, I'm going to let, uh, I'm going to let Mingo go. And, and again, I don't have him on any of my teams and uh, pretty happy about that. Actually, <laughs> We've- We've talked about those Panthers who have some confusing or or uncertain dynasty value, but we have several other rookies uh, in a similar situation where we need to decide what to do with these guys as we move into the second year of of their uh, careers. We're going to continue this conversation, and we'll do that next. Folks, this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. And to pull back the curtain, I am somewhere deep into my sixth hour of talking for a living, doing sports radio, podcasts, et cetera, for the day. And it wears on you. And the weather's setting in, and we're deep into the season, and there's a groundhog week effect in my life, and it starts to beat up on you a little bit. And hey, I love what I'm doing. There's no question about that. But I also know 
the holidays can be rough on people as well. They're right around the right around the corner. Um, you get to define in the holidays, you know, how you give to yourself, you know, so whether it's starting therapy, going easier on yourself during the tough moments or treating yourself to a day of complete rest, you know, remember to give yourself some love this holiday season. So I have considered digging into better help and I think it would help me deal with the rigors of the season and the, the monotony of it and trying to always get up for radio shows and things of that nature. And Man, BetterHelp is very attractive. I mean, it's entirely online. It's designed to be super convenient, flexible, suited to your schedule, not theirs. All you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched up with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. So in the season of giving, give yourself what you need with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash locked on today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp. H-E-L-P dot com slash locked on L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. Make sure you give it a shot. I mean, you get 10% off that first month with our code locked on. Locked on has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked on sports today is here for you 24-7 covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. Matt, today we're focusing on rookies who have uncertain values, maybe confusing values. You could even say entering... Uh, the offseason following their rookie season. We talked about Bryce Young and Jonathan Mingo. The Panthers, of course, have had a, you know, honestly, a terrible season uh, for those two rookies, and it's hard to see it getting much better. But let's talk about some other players with maybe brighter outlooks. Matt, all year long, we've, we've talked and we've heard fantasy managers complain about Marvin Mims. Why isn't Marvin Mims on the field more? Uh, especially early in the season, we saw him make some huge plays, catch a couple of touchdowns, um, and he, he even gave us a top 24 game. But on the season, he's wide receiver 89, and as the season has gone on, it seems like his playing time has dwindled instead of increased. Uh, yet his value, again, kind of like Mingo, remains mostly unchanged. Wide receiver 50 in August. Wide receiver 51 in December. Uh, I still think even though the Broncos have been playing much better lately, I think we could see some change there specifically when it comes to Jerry Judy. Uh, And and if you believe that Judy could be gone, that that has to be a good sign for Marvin Mims, right? Do we have hope for this guy? Yeah, that's where I'm holding back hope. I mean, I do think, well, I definitely think Judy is one of the more overrated football players going. I mean, he's yeah. not the route runner people think he is. Um, doesn't do the little things well. And I do know that Sean Payton is a offensive mastermind that is a stickler for the details. I mean, he wants sharp, precise route runners that are physical to catch point. Think like Michael Thomas, Marcus Colston, those type of guys. So the fact that Mims hasn't burst on the scene, I think, is – not the most alarming situation. And I think it'd be a nice compliment to Sutton, who's having a very good year. I don't know if I'm paying this price for him because there's so many wide receivers, but by no means am I giving up on him. Yeah, wide receiver 51 doesn't 
doesn't sound that expensive until you look mm-hmm. at some of the players in that range. And again, we always talk about the depth of the receiver class. Uh, is Marvin Mims a guy you want to spend a pick on in that uh, in that tenth round range, somewhere like that of a of a single quarterback startup draft? I, I certainly have more hope for him than than a guy like Mingo, but mm-hmm. um, this this rookie season has obviously been frustrating. I'm, uh, I'm going to give, I'm going to give Mims another shot here. And and if I get the chance to, to, to buy low on him, if, if we see the ADP fall, you know, in, in a couple months here, Matt, we're going to have that, uh, that rookie class we mentioned earlier, the 2024 rookies are going to be in the mix here and pushing all of these guys down a round or two as, uh, as they enter, the uh enter the mix let's talk let's talk running backs here matt because i think there's there's a handful of these guys and i guess it it, it's probably to be expected that you know a second third fourth round running back is not going to come in 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 most situations and, and just take over the backfield, especially if there's an established veteran already there. So it's not necessarily a surprise that some of these players didn't see uh significant playing time, but it's also not encouraging. Let's start in new Orleans, Kendra Miller. Um, uh, there was, there was a lot of expectation for Kendra Miller. And of course, Kamara, Alvin Kamara was coming off both a rough season uh, last year, plus the uh, the suspension that uh, he was ultimately handed, which cost him the first three games. They bring in Miller. They also bring in Jamal Williams. It was it was tough to figure out what that backfield would look like, but there were some high expectations for Miller, maybe even taking the starting job at some point this season, and that's not even been close to the case. Kamara has been great. Uh, and Kendra Miller has been injured multiple times. What do you see from from Kendra Miller's future? Yeah, and so people probably remember, I, I didn't think this was a good rookie class overall, and it certainly wasn't. End of the first round was kind of a no-man's land, and Kendra Miller was often falling in that neighborhood in rookie yep. drafts, which never set right with me, even though I did it from time to time because there was nobody else I liked better. I was really just drafting situation. I don't know if he's good or not. I didn't love him coming out of school. I didn't hate him coming out of school. But I do say this. I I, I give it a 75% chance that there's a wholesale coaching change in New Orleans. It just seems very, very stale. And I also know that, as usual, they have tons of cap problems and lots of other needs. So if you roll it back with Williams and Kamara, who by running back standards are old men, and that's all that's in front of you, the opportunity could easily pop for him quick. I, I agree. I'm I'm kind of buying into Kendra Miller. We have seen his ADP uh, climb a little bit, uh, very slightly, though. RB38 preseason, RB34 here in December. So a, a small climb for Kendra. He is the RB75 on the year. And is, uh, again, has missed multiple games with injuries. And I point that out because I'm a little concerned about it. Uh, Miller, of course... Yeah suffered the knee injury in the college football playoffs uh, a year ago. That led to a delay in starting his career. He was not ready at the start of the season. In fact, if he was, maybe things would look different for him uh, because uh, we did see that Kamara suspension and Miller, due to the injury, was not able to take advantage of that uh, that possible opportunity. Uh, he made his debut 
later in the season and has now missed, uh, I believe he's missed the past month with another leg injury. So it's the injuries that worry me with Miller, not the opportunity. Uh, you know, we threw dirt on on Alvin Kamara all last offseason, so I, I hate to do it again. But like you said, these these guys aren't getting any younger. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm I'm kind of liking Miller. I'm I'm interested in him as a target, either a trade or a draft target this offseason. But I'm I'm going to be careful with that one because of the injury history. Yeah, well said. I agree with all that. And if you can make it like you're not super interested, hey, throw in Kendra Miller and I'll throw in a third and we'll call it a deal. You know, one of those uh, type of things. That's always, always a great play <laughs> for sure. We've got a couple more guys to talk about. A couple running backs. I know one you have really liked in the past. I want to see what you think about him now. We'll continue this conversation next. Folks, this is this episode is brought to you by FanDuel, and if you check out Peacock and Williamson this week, the, the Thursday show, I've got some FanDuel action that I am hitting hard this week. There's some stuff I really like, but as the weather gets colder, the NFL offers stay hot at FanDuel. Right now, new customers get 150 bucks in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. Doesn't matter what the spread is, just money line. You just have to win it, and boom, you get 150 bucks. That's 150 bucks if your team wins. So if you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's really no better time to get in on the action. The app is unbelievably easy to use. I mean, there's over unders, there's player props, of course, there's spreads, futures, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So visit FanDuel slash FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. FanDuel, the official partner of the NFL. We are talking about rookies who have uncertain value headed into year two of their career. Matt, let's move over to Tank Bigsby, one of your favorites uh, through that draft process last offseason. Uh, he is the, the the one running back here who's really lost some value. He was the RB 35 in August was really getting pushed up. And uh, there was, there was some concern about Travis Etienne, which, you know, kind of, kind of feels a little silly right now, Uh, but there was concern about Travis Etienne and thoughts that tank Bigsby could make this a committee or could at least uh, carve out a, a consistent role. That hasn't happened. When he did get his chances, especially early in the season, he he struggled. I uh, saw one analyst call him the worst running back on and on the NFL field this uh, this season. His ADPs dropped from RB thirty five to RB forty nine, and he's the running back eighty seven on the season based on fantasy points. Uh, you know he's he's lost his backup job. He he had that RB two job behind ETN and. Uh, now they've they've uh, moved to Dearness Johnson, the veteran, former Brown, and I I get it. Bigsby's not been good. He's he's hardly playing now uh, over the past few weeks, and I think it's fair to be concerned if he if he's going to have a role next year. Even he's really worrisome because I like yeah. the player, yeah, and I like the situation, and it feels like ATN's starting to wear down a little bit, and Bigsby's Bigsby's still not getting any kind of chance. Johnson is ahead of him. 
Um, I just think the word is unreliable. I mean, at the running back position, you can't fumble. You got to be good in protection. Those are the things that keep young guys off the field. Makes me think that they don't trust him to do either and do what his assignments are. So I think he's extremely worrisome, which breaks my heart. I thought he was going to be good. Yeah, it feels like he might be a guy, uh, especially in the more shallow leagues, might might not even get drafted this offseason. And, you know, you might you might do a startup in March or April and Tank Bigsby goes undrafted completely. One more guy to talk about here, Matt, another running back, similar situation. Unlike Tank Bigsby and unlike Kendra Miller, though, this this running back had a, a clearer path to playing time. And uh, he's been inconsistent as well. Let's talk about Roshan Johnson. Uh, RB 42 in August, he has seen a relatively significant value gain. He's RB 28 now. He did give us one top 12 game. Another game is an RB two. He's the RB 53 on the season in total fantasy points. Uh, of course, he's sharing that back backfield with uh, Deontay Foreman, with uh, Khalil Herbert as well. Uh, Herbert missed some time, landed on the injured reserve, and I was I was really hoping that was the path to to Roshan Johnson seeing a significant role. And while he played more, that it, it was more of a Deontay Foreman backfield for that stretch. And, and it feels like Roshan maybe missed an opportunity there. Uh, what do you think about him moving forward? I'm a little wishy-washy. I'm, I don't have a strong conviction one way or another because I like his game. You know, he plays special teams. He's tough. Mm-hmm. I don't know that Foreman's a long-term. I don't think he's a long-term obstacle. Right. Right. Herbert's a free agent after the year, from what I remember. If Fields isn't there, you know, if it's Caleb Williams or somebody like that, that opens up more rushing opportunities. I think the Bears are a team I want more and more stock of. I think that they're going the right direction. They're playing better, whether it's fields or not. They have all this draft picks and cap space. I'd be shocked if they spend much of it on another running back. So I'm kind of talking myself into him for next year. I think of the players we've talked about today, he's the one I like the best, which I guess makes sense. He's also the most expensive uh, (laughs) based on ADP of these players as well. Um, I'm with you though. I'm interested in Roshan Johnson. I think he's a player player that um, he, he doesn't have the upside of some of the other guys we've, we're, we're talking about. I, I think Kendra Miller has maybe a, a bigger upside, but also a, a lower floor, mainly due to those uh, those injuries we talked about. But Roshan Johnson, Marvin Mims, Kendra Miller, I'm interested in acquiring all three of those players this offseason again in drafts or in trades what what about you if there's if there's one or two guys you're targeting from this group of players we mentioned today who's who's that going to be i'd say miller and johnson i like mingo more than you do um one name i just want to throw out real quick sure. i wish we knew more about is cedric tillman in cleveland uh that yeah that's a good one he's certainly yeah. would have would have fit this conversation today uh i know he was a player that all of us here at locked on dynasty were were very interested in mm-hmm. i was a little hesitant with that landing spot in cleveland and um that proved to be true i was i was hopeful after the browns traded dpj that we would see uh, a big opportunity for tillman and he's been on the field more he just just it might hasn't. happen yeah, just hasn't done much with the ball. I, I like Tillman as well, and and I do like him more than uh, 
again, more than Mingo, probably mm. about the same as Marvin Mims, but that we, we got to see that Browns team pass the ball a little bit more than they have uh, this season. They're already, yeah. of course, already trying to support Amari Cooper and, um, and Elijah Moore. So it's, it's tough to be the wide receiver three in Cleveland and, and turn that into any fantasy production. Just wish we knew more about him. Yep. Yep. That's he, he fits the theme of the day of uh, these players with uncertain dynasty value entering year two. Uh, I really think it's important as, as we kind of start to turn the page, whether you're drafting an early startup draft or you're just trying to make some improvements on your current dynasty teams, you really need to have an opinion on every relevant player in the NFL, right? You need to know, do I like that guy? Do I not like him? Is he overvalued, undervalued? Do I expect him to improve or take a step back? Those are the things that we're going to be talking about in the coming weeks as the season wraps up. And as we get started on the, uh, on the next season, we're going to, we're going to do it again and uh, keep things rolling. That is going to do it for today's show, though. Please make sure you download and subscribe or follow for free on YouTube or wherever you get your podcast. Remember to follow the show at Locked On Dynasty. Follow Matt at Williamson NFL. And I'm Ryan, MC23. We'll be back next time with more Locked On Dynasty.